Welcome to Q&A, a deeper dive with Sam Holm and other guests as we dig deeper into the sermon content each week. Well, I'm Mark Presley, and you're listening, as I said, to A Deeper Dive. I am normally here sitting across the table from Sam, and we're taking your questions after he finishes one of his incredible sermons. But we've had a special treat over the past few weeks. We've gotten different staff members because our sermon series that we're in, if you want to go listen to that, you can go to firstmckinney.com slash on demand. But we are kind of walking through... Uh, celebrating 150 years of this church. The church was founded in 1872, and we were taking about five weeks out of the middle of our Roman series to do that, and we thought it was a good idea to sit down with some of our staff members and kind of go on a deeper dive into their ministries. And we've we've selected um, our next-gen ministries, as uh, some people call them, but today we are sitting with Rob Bauscher. Now, Rob has been our group's minister for a little bit here, um, but he is also our men's minister, and Rob has done some great things. What I love best about Rob is he's raised three incredible kids, so I don't know where this conversation is going to go, but I hope it goes into fatherhood, because he is one of the men I look up to in this church when I kind of start dealing with father issues as you chuckle as I even say that. Um, But Rob is here. But before I do that, I want to remind you to like and share this podcast. Um, Maybe you know a dad or a man that's going through some issues, or maybe you just save this in your memory and you can share it later down the road. I know we've also talked to whether you've listened to those or not. We've talked to Sharla, we've talked to Randy, and we hope to talk to Grant in the next few days and get those out there for you to listen to. Um, if you want to go listen to those sermons from 150 years or any of the Romans, you can go, as I said a little bit earlier, I think firstmckinney.com slash on demand. And if you want to go to our men's ministry, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's firstmckinney.com slash men, M-E-N, not M-A-N. Uh, just, we like the plural around here for some reason. I don't know why I just said that, but anyways, Rob, why don't you take a minute, kind of introduce yourself, talk a little bit about men's ministry. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mark. Um, you know, I'm humbled that you would say you'd look up to me because I don't. I'm, I see that I'm not a, a perfect person at all. But thanks for that compliment. But, well, I say because you're taller than me. Uh, you know that. <laughs> hey, you know that's that's I'm a cool just thing. I'm it's a cool thing. You know, but uh, yeah, uh, been here at First McKinney for 16 years. Uh, married for 30 years to my wife Angie, who I give all the credit to raising our kids because um, she's an amazing lady. But we've been here for 16 years. Like I said, I have three kids. Two, two of them are boys. One of them's a girl. Two of them just are now married off. We just married off Zach, but it's Drew um, is our oldest, and he's married and has a wonderful family uh, with two kids. And then Zach just got married August 5th, so about three weeks into that. And then we have our daughter, Rachel, who's uh, down at uh, A&M, but prior to that being at Kilgore. So, but, but yeah, so manhood, manhood, fatherhood, being all that stuff is important. To me, um, just because you even have grandkids, have grandkids. Yep, two two boys, which is awesome, right? Know that that voucher yeah. name, that legacy, yep. gets to keep going. Carries so on, kind of cool deal. Well, you know, I do want to so. pause in that introduction mm-hmm. and say, uh, if you've been around here at first, I don't know where you're listening from, but mm-hmm. if you've been here, we just had an incredible men's dinner. I know the weather kind of got us down there for, but it was didn't still good. Didn't get to throw any axes. Uh, another good Mark <laughs> yeah. uh, gave a little talk. Mark Termins, right? And a very powerful talk and. 
the men's ministry is doing some great stuff. If if someone wanted to kind of get involved in that, just mm-hmm. to jump to that real quick, yep. um, how how are some ways I could right away get involved? Uh, I mean, right now, just uh, after Mark did a great job of challenging us to be men of courage, um, you could type in the word courage and text it to 96123, and that, and you'll find a form there that has some things that we just challenged our men to, you know, hey, here's an action step for us to be better men, better men of courage, and so you can do that. Or you can, you know, go check out firstmckinney.com slash men, like you said, uh, with that, or you can email me at rob at firstmckinney, and I can help you find, um, one, just kind of get a feel where you're at and what you're looking for, and then help you connect to that. But uh, but yeah, those are the options that we have. We've got, uh, and also Wednesday night, we got a group of guys that gather every Wednesday night while we have our midweek experience going on. It's open, um, so you can drop in on a on any night and sit in on some discussion around God's Word. How does that apply to me? More importantly, as God's man, how do I live this out in my life? And I know, uh, like I said, I've looked up to you for a while, and and going back to the format of this podcast, we kind of started this as a way that people could ask deeper questions about the sermons. And so, like I said, we're kind of dealing with our next-gen ministers, Mm -hmm. and I would love to just talk to you a little bit about this men's ministry. And I know I asked you for a few questions that we could dig deeper on. And one of those, let's just dive into it, was, does my role as a dad matter in the earlier years of my child's life as a new dad? Kind of you, you wrote that question, but kind of talk to me a little. Yeah, I think part of that question came as I watched, especially with my son having two new kiddos, right? Um, but watching other men that sometimes we think it's the mom's role in, that, in the infant years and that kind of stuff. And I think it, that, that we really have to look at that as being a critical aspect because it's easy because so much of it is dependent on the mom, right? Um, because of how it works. But there's so much a dad can do and invest uh, with bonding and stuff. And I just think back at the moments when what I thought was actually helping my wife get more rest was actually creating some bonding time for me and my kids uh, as, you know, whether that would be getting a bottle <laughs> and sitting down for two, th- two hours uh, and not to feed them, but literally I'd spend 15 minutes there ner- having them take this bottle, but then it would lead to that moment where I just sit and I would hold on to Drew or Zach or Rachel and I'd have those moments uh, to do that. But then it would also begin to create thoughts of like, hey, what do I want for them? How do I want to be that? And I think we don't do that uh, as men enough because we feel like that's not our role. And I say, yes, it is. Uh, not only does it help benefit the, your wife because you're actually being a partner in it, it's your role, but it's also creating some things in in you as a dad that you wouldn't have if you didn't if you weren't intentional about it. Well, and I'm I'm going to throw you a curveball Go here because you're talking about young dads. Mm-hmm. Now you're I mean you're even granddad, but you're you've raised some older children too, and and raising those adult children. How do you spend time with them? In the same way, almost that relationship of making that change. Yeah, it's it's important. You've got to be intentional. You got to create time. If you're not, um, then it's going to get away from you. You're going to have regrets. And so, for me, it was utilizing the moments that I could always know. I'm drive time to school, <laughs> having those conversations, playing the stupidest games that they'd ever think of, but they can remember them forever. Driving to to church. Those those times where you don't think it's important but you're building that uh, with it. Uh, uh, for me, as a dad who was highly involved in sports, 
that was key for my kids. Unfortunately, they got a lot of that competitiveness from me and wanting to be in sports. So a lot of what we do is around a ball competition or something because I love it. It's, it teaches a lot. But, yeah, you have to be intentional even in those moments because if you're not, it's going to be difficult to come back and, and to create that space. If you did not know, for the record, uh, Rob is one of the only staff members that actually played college sports. It was Division One, Division? Yeah, I played on a junior college team. Junior college. Junior college. Tight end, I believe. Tight end. We won the national championship. And then I was So you're also recruited. the only one with a national championship ring then, too. Yes, yes. Now, I do have the fantasy football ring from a couple of years back. Hey, that I mean. has a little bit more clout uh, with the staff. So, but, but yeah. But, uh, and and God has brought you here. And that yes. competitive spirit mm-hmm. is still alive. I it can is. see that. It doesn't um, ever go away. So this wasn't one of the questions you yeah. asked, but as we're talking, mm-hmm. these come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you've raised kids from little baby on up, and now they have kids. Mm-hmm. What's the hardest time you think that you went through? And what advice would you have for someone going through those? Man, um, I'm going to say that the, the most difficult time is, is trying to create space when they're all involved. I'm going to say, so for us, that was about uh, when Rachel got to third or fourth grade and Zach was in, you know, almost starting middle school and Drew was in high school. There was just a lot of activity. And really trying to prioritize that, uh, the energy level that both Angie and I would walk through, but that was super important for us. And that was that was a challenging time because we had to say yes to some things that were maybe not what we thought we were going to say yes to, but we also had to say no to a lot of stuff so that way we would create that space that we knew was important with it. Um, and to stay true to what really when I would sit there and, and hold and bond with Drew and Zach and Rachel and Angie and I would talk more about like, what, what do we want for our kids to go back to those moments? Because it really does, you know, kind of set the course for where you want to be. And, if, and you got to remind yourself and go back to those uh, and, and look at it. So, so those were the, probably the most difficult times for us. And I say difficult, just be, it was challenging because you had to make some decisions, choices, because you knew, if I say yes to this, what that meant down the road, or if I said no, whoa, I may be the bad guy. And you never want to be the bad guy, right? You always want to be the good guy. But sometimes I love my kids enough that I have to be the bad guy. I say, no, this isn't what's best for us. This is what's good, but it's not what's best. It's interesting you saying that because we're moving into that stage. Uh, now, it's helped. Our oldest one just got his license, so he's driving, and that freed up some time. But then it's forcing me to be more intentional about those times I have, like the late night conversations. Uh, I know I'm taking one of them to school now. I've always kind of taken the kid to school, but this one has a little bit longer drive. So we've kind of started to play some games to create conversation. I told her today, um, so I want points for this, but I told her today, whoever uses the word polka dot in a sentence uh, wins the game. So I don't know what sentence I will use polka dot, but be listening because I'm going to use it in this podcast. And I've already said it twice, so yeah. that's two points right there. But <laughs> maybe I'll run into like a polka yeah. dot cow. There's three. See? No, that I, I, you're right because it, it, doing the things that are consistent, right? So some of the some of the things that um, started for me at an early early age as a young dad was um, that nighttime. Um, thankfully, my wife knew that that was a great time to connect with your kids. 
So uh, with Drew, uh, every night uh, I'd go up and I'd pray uh, with him. I'd sit down, talk, uh, see what their day was like, and then I would pray uh, the same prayer uh, out loud or in that. And, and the, the prayer consisted of three things. One, hey, God, I pray that he and even Zach and Rachel, when I pray with them, that they would have that relationship that would be between him, them, and God, that they would have that personal relationship with Jesus. I prayed that consistently. Prayed also that, hey, once they said yes to Jesus, they'd find out what God's plan and purpose for them would be, and that would be at an early age. And then once they found it, they would pursue it with all their heart. And those were, I mean, those were the things that I prayed over my kids every night. And I'll tell you, Mark, it was kind of cool. You know, when you when your kids get older, you think, oh, they're not going to want that. But I can remember sitting down at 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night and hearing, hey, Dad, you coming up to pray? Right. And, and, and I'm like, well, yeah. And I go, thanks for the reminder, you know, kind of a thing. Cause in my mind, I'm going, oh, I'm just hanging out. It's couch time with me and my wife. But they're like, are you coming up to pray? And those were, those were sweet, sweet moments, but important moments, even to the point where you go, that's not a big deal. I'm like, no, it was because I could always come back to that and remind that myself of that. Okay. Interesting perspective. We, mm-hmm. I talked to Charlotte earlier today, mm-hmm. not sure if we've put that mm-hmm. podcast out yet, but. Um, and we talked about being intentional. So you're now a grandparent. Mm-hmm. How are you intentional as a grandparent to those grandkids? Well, you know, um, I pray the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I pray the same thing over Bennett, over Oliver when I get to, to sit with them, uh, because it's 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 the it's the legacy that Christ wants for us, right? Uh, in that, and so for me, that's that's it. I pray that same. I pray those same three things over my grandkids because that's what I prayed over my kids. Uh, with it. But then there's just that intentionality of encouraging both the mom and dad. Hey, you guys are doing a great job. Not a perfect job. No one does it perfectly, but you're doing a great job. Uh, encourage them. Be there when they're ready to ask questions. But right now, man, I'd love to get on the floor and play with Bennett. He loves throwing a ball, catching a ball, shooting a ball. He loves Paw Patrol. You know, he loves all that kind of stuff, and Grandpa's getting to learn some new stuff he didn't know how to do. Uh, but it's fun, it, you know, it, enjoy that. So just being there is the number one thing, being in their life. Yeah. Does he have a polka dot blanket? There's one more point, just for the record. But anyways, yeah. uh, um, uh, what are some – because I want to move and mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. some discussion about mm-hmm. the men's ministry yeah. and being yeah. A, yeah. a man of God. But just real quick to tie a, a knot on this one, mm-hmm. what are some uh, – I think you put this, but – what would you share with other dads to help them be better dads yeah. and specifically kind of some resources, some books? Yeah. Um, the, the book that meant the most to me that really challenged me was raising a modern day night by Robert Lewis. Um, long story into the whole, how that got to it, but that book really challenged me as, as a dad, um, not because my dad was bad, but because I didn't have a dad that taught me to be a dad. I just watched. Right. Uh, with it. And so this gave me something to do intentionally. And so that was a strong book. There's a book that I've read uh, that helps kind of with that, with, with, with raising a daughter. Cause you have two boys and you're like, Oh yeah, it's Lizzie. Now I got a daughter. There's, I don't know the names of the authors, but one is, Hey, uh, what every, what every daughter wants from her dad uh, is a good book that I've read with it. And, and that's the, and my, my most favorite book, two books that I love one uh, point man, which is not just about, it's more about manhood, but it's it's Point Man by Steve Farrar. Uh, and then uh, as an older dad, uh, How to Ruin Your Life by Age 30. Steve Farrar wrote that. Um, 
I like Steve Fry for that. Yeah. Well, and he, he's written, so that helps us mm -hmm. segue, transition mm -hmm. into yeah. it. He's written a lot about being a man of God yes. and finding your place. And so you gave me one of these questions. How do you live out your role as a man to help change the perception of men in our world? Yeah. You know, I threw that question because I was shocked when uh, my son, Zach, about four years ago said, Dad, you can't say that. <laughs> like, what? He goes, no, that, that comes across in our culture of this thing called toxic manhood that it's, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not, I, what are we talking about? And so it opened up this conversation that there's the perception that manhood is, is not good. Biblical manhood because of perception with it. And so I would say, I would say manhood's essential, right? For me, as I walk through and listen to scripture and listen to what, what the, the models are for me, right? Christ number one, being the ultimate for manhood. If we lived more like him, there would never be the word toxic manhood. For every man who has, who has chosen to follow Christ, or let's say you're not even a Christ follower, you just follow his character. There's no way in the world there would ever be a word that refers to men being toxic. Wow. Well, in that vein, what are some things we can do to live that live that way to live that out. I'm going to go to my trusty guy, Robert Lewis, who taught me what manhood is. And I passed it on to, uh, to Drew and to Zach. And that is one, one is first and foremost, my relationship with Christ. I, I can't be the, the full man that God created me without that relationship with Christ. So I've got to have that first and foremost. The other pieces are one, I have to be an initiator. I can't sit back and be passive. I have to, I have to take action as a man. I can't wait. I need to look at it. I can think of moments in my life where I went, ooh, I regret waiting. And that's the worst thing as a as a as any man, as a woman, as anything as I wish I'd have done this. I regret not doing that. So you've got initiator, being an initiator with it. Um taking the helm of responsibility to say, yes, I, I'm going to be responsible as, as a man. I'm going to, I'm going to one, be responsible to the will of God in my life. I'm going to be responsible and work <laughs> right with it. And then if you're given the blessing of a wife one day, then I am going to be responsible for the woman that I love. I'm going to love her in a way that God uh, would honor him in that. Um, and so, yeah, so be an initiator, uh, be responsible, right? And and the hard hard one is to lead courageously, right? I mean, you know, there's sometimes you gotta make some difficult decisions that aren't the most popular. It'd be nice to always make the fun ones, but there's times as as a man, as a husband, as a father, you gotta make the decisions that's best, not now, but for the future of your kids. So you have to lead courageously in that. And if we're talking outside the realm of the family, you're gonna have to make some decisions to lead courageously. And I'm not talking about, do I take this job? Do I take that job? It's the moral decisions. It's those mental moments. That's those pieces that I look at and go, I got to choose right here, not what's easy. I got to choose right here because the consequences of choosing wrong outweigh anything about the short term uh, with it. So, so yeah. And then the last part, and this is where as a follower of Christ, you say to yourself, man, I'm going to invest in those things that have eternal reward, right? that I'm going to take God's promises of Scripture and invest in it with the, with the belief that it's not going to come back void. So I'm going to invest in the things that I know have eternal reward, not for myself, but for others. 
because then I'm I'm living in that plan that God has for me. And so when you look at when you look at back at it, it's like, hey, I'm going to be an initiator. I'm gonna I'm gonna be one who takes responsibility. I'm gonna be that guy that leads when it's not easy, and I'm gonna invest in the things that have eternal reward. I love uh, your word that you chose. You like to choose a word each year, kind of for our men's ministry. And this word this year is courageous, although you passed out some Lego things that just say courage, but Mm -hmm. really courageous is your word. And you were just referring to that and all three or four things you just listed out. It takes courage. It takes being courageous. And I would say that's not just men, that's women too, you know, to be courageous. Now God's called the man to lead all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. And and that's part of manhood and stepping up to those Mm -hmm. challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, that's kind of, so talk a little bit more about this courageous and, and yeah, you know, um, talked about, you know, men of courage, right. Uh, the Bible verse that we were looking at, um, really helps. And it's interesting cause I start off with toxic manhood. Right. And I was talking to, um, someone regarding just the concept of in that passage of scripture and in Corinthians that we talked about was the word, one of the translations act like men. And that I was warned, be careful. <laughs> like, no, if you're acting like men, God's man, you shouldn't have to. But it's also, it says, uh, one of the other translations is be brave, right? Be brave, be courageous, to be courage, to show courage. And and I say for the fact that I, I challenge us as men to show courage, to be courageous, means, hey, you know, when there's those dilemmas of moral or even mental challenges that we have in our society that, that create that, we have to step up and say, hey, this, I'm going to go on what I know is true, which is God's word, right? I'm going I'm to say, this is how I'm choosing, not because I'm trying to offend or do anything. This is what I believe, and it impacts me in that way. And so I want to be a man of courage, even when it's difficult, right? I'm going to persevere. Even when I make the decision that might not be the popular one, I'm going to stand firm on that. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to be a man of courage who acts like a man of courage, who acts like a man of Christ, who is brave in that when it's not easy, when the culture says, oh, no, I need to step up and to be in that. So that's the challenge that we talked about, uh, just be a man of courage. And that's that's you're saying this, but that's not just in we started out with fatherhood. It's not just that. It's in your work in your everyday life, you may be single. Um, it's still, how are you a man of courage to the people around you? Um, how are you a man of courage back to your parents? If you're the age where you're, I guess you never stop parenting. You would tell me that, but how are you a man of courage in those, in those things? Um, and I know we got to kind of wrap up because of time, but, um, is there anything else you'd like to bring to the table for us to talk about? You know, I, I go back to, um, what I said about parenting and even, man, you're not going to be perfect. No one wakes up in the morning and goes, I'm going to be a terrible dad today. I'm going to be a terrible husband. You're going to wake up and you're going to do it. You're not perfect. But if you are living out what God's stated through his scripture and you're spending time, you can't be wrong. You might not be perfect. You might go, oh, but, but you have the ability to be forgiven, to be reconciled when you do mess up, because you're not going to be perfect. No one's perfect. And so if I look at Christ as that example, then I can't be wrong if I'm always trying to be more like him. I'm not going to be him, but I'm going to try to be more like him. And so I would say to guys, don't beat yourself up because you messed up or you weren't a perfect dad. You 
lost your temper, you did whatever. Don't allow that to impact the next day. Allow that to go to your kids and say, hey, forgive me. Go to your wife, forgive me. I'm not perfect. I'm trying to do this thing. So let's do this together. So I would say, don't don't beat yourself up because you didn't make the perfect decision or didn't react the perfect way because no one's perfect. You just got to continue to try to be better the next day. And you're kind of saying this, but our verse that we're in this 150-year generation-generation sermon series is from Psalms, and it's tell the next generation. And sometimes that's words, sometimes it's action. You know, and it is, how are we going to live courageous? How are we going to tell the next generation? Because um, our kids are watching, and our coworkers are watching. And and there's people seeing, oh, you say you're a Christian. Do you act that way? You know, so, well, Rob, I do want to thank you for your time. And, and honestly, if I just took a moment, I would say thank you for your example, because I have seen you lead courageously here at the church, in your family. I know in my life you have made a huge difference and helped me to be a better dad. So, Well, well, thanks. I will say this. I am going to wear a pair of my polka dot socks on Sunday. There we go. Another point. I am <laughs> going to, I'm going to win this game. Trust me. Now she may not hear it for another three or four Sorry, weeks. Sorry, G. But I'll, I'll just keep it going. But, um. I do want to thank you for your time. Again, firstmckinney.com slash men, and you can find out all the ways you can get involved in there. Uh, you can also, uh, we talked to Sharla. I talked to Sharla a little bit earlier today. You can go and talk to her for some help also with parenting, any of those issues. If you want to listen to any past sermons, as we've said, firstmckinney.com slash on demand. Um, and again, thank you for tuning into this podcast. Be sure to like, share, uh, send that on to others. Maybe there's a man in your life that needs to hear a little bit of this. But thank you so much. We will see you next time or hear you next time. Thank you for joining us this week on Q&A at Deeper Dive. We hope you'll like, subscribe, and share this podcast along with others. You can submit your questions by texting question to 96123, and we'll discuss those each week. Again, thank you for joining us.